0: Welcome to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel, powered by InsideTexas.com. I'm Joe Cook. I'm joined by Justin Wells. We now got another great edition of recruiting update. Make sure you like this video and subscribe to the channel so you get the best recruiting, transfer portal, team news, all in one over the course of now the long off season. Recruiting takes center stage. We got a couple different things to talk about today. Texas is in pursuit of several different portal wide receivers. We got updates on two of them that have recently seen Texas or will see Texas, and then Texas also has a lot of big names in the 2025 and 2026 classes heading to Austin in the next few weeks. Uh, should be uh, it's always fun to cover junior days. One of the more hectic days on our schedule. Should be a lot of fun. Justin, how are you doing today?
1: Man, another day in paradise, Joe. You know how it is, man. Another day, another day enjoying enjoying life, enjoying Texas football, enjoying being on, about to get on the road for recruiting. Man, we're just living the dream. It's
0: a lot of fun right now and uh, we're gonna see uh, you're gonna be able to hit some schools over the course of this week. We'll have a lot of great news over on inside Texas, but we got to touch on some of the portal news that oh, yeah. came out yesterday. We got an assist from our on 3 Michigan State site the Spartan Mag that Oregon State wide receiver Silas Bolden who Texas offered I think either on Sunday night or on on Monday, Monday morning. morning uh Texas offered him he's a 5-8 about 170 pounder uh wide receiver from Oregon State and he is going to visit Texas this weekend uh during the 2023 season with the Beavers he had 50 50- four catches for 746 yards and five touchdowns also had two rushing touchdowns it was a factor in the kick return game he had 17 returns for 392 yards on kickoffs and three returns including one for a touchdown on in the punt game Uh, he's also got visits scheduled to i believe arizona state utah and usc over the coming weeks uh justin what type of player do you think Bolden profiles too and uh, where do you see the Longhorns you know especially considering that uh, January 31st is the last day at least for Texas he can sign up where do you see the
1: Longhorns standing in this process I think right now they're still mulling all options when it comes to wide receiver portals I think you asked a really good somebody asked in our our, our chat the other day a really good question are we sure they're only taking one receiver in portal we don't know that they're 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 looking at multiple options Joe and and Silas Bolden is a guy they're really looking you know they need to feel the outside with with Adonai Mitchell you know leaving going to greener pastures and Bolden doesn't necessarily fit that mix but he does fit one mix and it's called best player available and our boy Ian Boyd would call him the water bug because this little dude can juke uh You know, he had that big he had a big game against Notre Dame this year. You know, he was one of the big reasons Oregon State had such a good season. I think Texas is just being thorough at this point. You know, we know they're in on Dorian Singer, uh, the wide receiver out of USC, formerly from Arizona. We know they're in on uh, CJ Daniels. Big outside guy, 6'2", 200-pounder from Liberty University. He just took a trip to Austin a couple of days ago. He's going to probably take a couple more and, and then figure out his decision. We did hear that that Texas probably leads after that visit. So the Daniels uh, recruitment is looking a little bit better. So you're, we're seeing a little bit more um, clearness when it comes to it. But Bolden is a guy you just add. you got to add that guy. Like, he, he does a lot of things to you. To me, he fits more of a Keelan Robinson role than he does necessarily a receiver or a slot role. And, and also on special teams as well. And so I think that's, you know, is there a chance they could add two? Absolutely. And I also think, you know, you reported Bolden's got some more visits lined up. I think he's just being cautious. I think if he finds the right spot at the right time on one of these trips, he'll end it all. And he'll just cancel the rest of the visits. Now, granted, I believe USC is the last one, if I'm not mistaken. And that would probably be the one that would scare you the most because we know how offensive players flock to Lincoln Riley. They don't come for his brisket, they come for the offense. And so we we know that they're going to be in the mix as well. But you said it. That cutoff date's a couple weeks away. Winter workouts are next week. They want these guys on campus, they want to get things rolling. It's going to be interesting, man. You just got to keep going to InsideTexas.com for our updates.
0: Yeah, and I was wrong. It's not Arizona State. It's Arizona, Washington, and USC. Yeah. Uh, so, And yet, and like you mentioned, you, you know, they, they do still play school, and they have to be enrolled in school by a certain point with Texas. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. January 31st, uh, 12th class day, I think is how that works. And I, I like what you said about him being kind of like a Keelan Robinson role. Keelan Robinson got some carries. But he also just moved around the offense a lot and threatened the offense in uh, a lot of different ways. And I think that's what you can get with with Silas Bolden, who may be able to be a little bit more of a receiver threat than Keelan Robinson was. In 2021, Keelan Robinson wasn't much of a, a pass catcher. He developed that aspect of his game a lot, even if it was in screens over the course of the next two seasons. Uh, and and there's a room for somebody in that in this offense for that. Jaden Blue is probably going to be a little bit more of a running back. Uh, Keelan Robinson was a multi-purpose guy uh, while you know having a running back designation. I feel like Silas Bolden can be a little bit more of that multi-purpose guy uh, in this offense. We'll see what happens. I mean, visiting Texas this weekend, uh, it's going to have two trips in short order. I believe to like I said, Washington and Arizona, and then a end of month trip to USC that, like you said, you, you really, with portal guys, and you see this a lot more often, I feel like once they find the spot, they go, they don't sit and wait. They don't want to go through the process. Their, their, timeline, quickly. Is, yeah, <laughs> their timeline is a lot more condensed. So I think that if he sees something that he likes, uh, no matter what school it's at, he could shut it down, but he could take it all the way through and, and go through the entire process and I'm glad you mentioned CJ Daniels, uh, Liberty wide receiver, uh, was one of Caden Salter's top targets up in yeah. Lynchburg, Virginia. I think uh, for I the know. Flames, I call it Hugh Freeze land. I don't know why. Well, now it's uh, it's not even Hugh Friesland anymore. It's Jamie Chadwell Land. No, I
1: know, I know, but wasn't Hugh Freeze? Wasn't his comeback tour, hospital bed, all that kind of tied into Liberty somehow? Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. I can't uh, CJ. See CJ Daniels
0: was the top wide receiver, I believe, or if not one of the top wide receivers for the Flames this year. Uh, after a pretty, you know, he had a good 2020 season, a strong 2021 season where he had 37 catches for 629 yards and seven scores. And then he was the guy uh, this year up there for Liberty, first year in Conference USA 55 catches, 1,067 yards, 10 touchdowns. Uh, just, you know, a, a bigger bodied boundary wide receiver who if you're trying to look for an Adonai Mitchell replacement, which uh, it seems like he's going to be NFL bound, this may be the guy to, to help you with that, especially if you want to move Jonte Cook and Matthew Golden all over the field.
1: That's exactly what you want to do. I mean, you, you, you've got to get these guys like Texas. The offense runs. When you have a CJ Daniels type, the, the outside receiver is that's important. We saw that in the first year with Quinn Ewers. Isaiah Nayor was going to fill that role. And when he got hurt, man, that set the offense back. Granted, you had Bijan Robinson and Rashawn Johnson to kind of lean back on, but that's not the maximization of Sark's offense. CJ Daniels adds that. And, you know, they want those outside guys. They've done a tremendous job on developing the inside guys, in my opinion, and recruiting those guys, especially with your Jonte Cooks, DeAndre Moore, Ryan Niblett types. And then you're going to have Ryan Wingo coming on campus here in the next week and Parker Livingstone. And so it's going to be interesting. You've you got to have those guys. And C.J. Daniels, is he's important. He, he, he's valuable. And you're seeing a lot of those kids want to trade up. And, and for Texas, I'll say this. When these guys visit Texas, it is hard to tell those guys no. Unless you have came in with an ulterior motive, unless you arrived with kind of a preconceived notion of what Texas was, and you're open-minded, man, it's tough to tell those guys no. I think that's why they did so good with C.J. Daniels over the last few days. And so it's just for for Sark's offense to be maximized, for Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning to be maximized, you have to add those guys at each spot. You've got to get a Bolton. To replace your Keelan Robinson was Keelan that vital? I don't that, that 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 remains to be seen. But he was critical in certain situations. He was big in certain situations. Big Twelve Championship game notably, and so you you've got to replace a guy like that with a with a with a Bolden or or you know any of those kind. And I think that's what Sark's doing. He's turning the bottom of the roster and he's making sure the wide receiver room is well stocked because that's the one that took the hit this off season.
0: One last aspect of Daniel's visit before we move on. Remember in the fall, the NCAA passed a rule that you can't take those photo shoots on unofficial visits. So next week at junior day, usually you'd get a bunch of kids like throwing up the, you know, throwing up hook'em and wearing the jersey and being you can only do that on official visits now. Well, CJ Daniels took an official visit to Austin and he put on the jersey, did the photo shoot, big old SEC patch right there. Dude, and, uh, you spotted wrote, that.
1: That was huge.
0: Wrote about that on Inside Texas, and I think that's yeah. just another, you know, they had used the SEC in recruiting pitches before. They had had the logo up in the facility on a video board before. They had never put it on a patch on the uniform that these we kids hadn't will seen be wearing. That, before. that these kids will be wearing when they start, uh, if they start playing for the Longhorns next year. With, with
1: Texas being in the SEC, you don't think that made an impression on C.J. Daniels? <clears throat> It might had a have, especially,
0: especially considering he's from the Georgia area. So right. good talk on portal wide receivers. That seems to be the main place where Texas is after transfer portal guys. We're going to talk a little bit more about the junior day, but first a word from Andre, the lawyer. Andre, the lawyer is a longtime inside Texas user. They never take more than their clients. No win, no pay, no upfront costs. Their principal office is in Dallas, Texas, and Andre the Lawyer has been representing injured Longhorns throughout the state of Texas. Every client gets a personalized text message number so they can contact the team and get direct access to their lawyer all day and all night. Call Andre the Lawyer at 214-444-8808, whether you're in a car wreck, an 18-wheeler accident, have a slip and fall, an on-the-job injury, or wrongful death, 214-444-8808. 214-444-8808 Justin, January 20th. It's when June the next junior day for the Longhorns is the first of the cycle. We've talked a little bit over the past, you know, live streams and other recruiting update videos about some guys who are heading there. Right. Of course, the three commits in the or or not three commits, three of the four commits in the 2025 class are going to be there, and, and Brandon Brown, Amory Winston, and Anthony Williams. Of course, K.J. Lacey will be in the week after with Ryan with Ryan Williams. Uh, but those three commits are going to be in town. You've also got a few big 2025 names that you've added to the, the list over on Inside Texas over the past couple of days. We'll talk about 325s and 226s that I know you uh, believe stand out. One's Lamont Rogers, who is a big offensive tackle from, I believe, Mesquite Horn. Horn. Um, I remember there was a practice availability either in the spring of 23 or maybe even preseason. Most likely up. the spring. And I'm like, oh, there's Lamont Rogers. He's a 2025, whatever. It's 20. I'm, I'm in the spring of 2023. But yeah. here we are. You know, he—that's he, a player that you know is high quality. He's number 56 player in the on three industry ranking. Offensive lineman, big human for sure. And he'll be making his way to Austin this weekend to see Kyle Flood and the rest of the Texas Longhorns offense.
1: Hey, listen, um, Lamont is large. I was able to actually see him a little bit this year when they played Tyler High because they were in the, the one of the districts with a lot of the, the, the East Texas larger schools. And, you know, he's just a big guy, man. And we know how much Kyle Flood covets the, the large humans – how, I think Texas has some some room to make up, some slack to make up on this recruitment. I think Oklahoma looks really good right now. I think Nebraska's trying to get in the mix. LSU is in, is definitely in the mix. Um, but you know, you and I know, I believe he's had some shoulder issues the last couple of years. That's held him back a little bit. But you can't, you can't coach that size, and and he is, and he is strong. He is a very strong, and very physical, very physical kid. Um, he, he's one of those, you just stay on, you know, you, you try to develop, you get him in the system, you, you, you teach him the technique, you, you, you bring him along with the older guys to, to show him how to do it. Lamont Rogers is going to be a really, really good offensive lineman in college. Uh, it's going to take a little bit, but man, getting him back on campus is big. Cause like I said, Texas has some slack to make up. And so when we found out that he's coming uh, to Austin in two weeks, that that's a pretty big deal. Another big name,
0: uh, this time a little bit closer to your neck of the woods, Lance Jackson at our Texacana, Pleasant Grove. If you all remember Landon Jackson, went to LSU and then to Arkansas. That's his younger brother, same high school. Similar athletic profile. I think Landon had a little bit more height than, than Lance, obviously. I think Landon was almost, what, 6'7"? Uh, six, six, not 6'5", 6'6". 6'6", so maybe around the same height. And Lance Jackson is a player who, hey, there are guys on the Texas staff on both sides of the ball who have interest in Lance Jackson. Yeah. But the main point is that Steve Sarkeesian wants him at Texas. He does have a Texas offer, I believe, oh. uh, got offered, I think, what, last a year, fall, maybe even last year, last year, last um, making him. He's been to Texas on a handful occasion is coming to get uh, a little bit more quality time. Um, do you know where, you know, the priority seems to be on, on side of the ball, or is that something we may learn a
1: little bit this upcoming weekend? That's a great question. Um, right now, the priority I believe is edge because PK one is his primary contact. And so PK is telling him when you watch the NFL draft, how many tight ends go in the first five to 10 picks and how many edge outside linebacker defensive end rush pass rushers going the first five to ten picks. Lance is a smart kid. Lance figured it out. Landon picked LSU because they, he committed to LSU two days after 14 guys were drafted off that 2019 team. The Jacksons know what they're looking for. Um, he is a more athletic version of Landon. He's not as thick. He's not as strong, but he's a more athletic version. He is an incredible baseball player. I mean, ultimate pitcher, low 90s type of kid, had some labrum surgery, decided to focus on football, gave up baseball for a season. Probably unlikely he goes back to baseball, which is kind of surprising. He is that he just has that much upside. He's a competitor. He has been to Austin a ton. He used to come with Landon on visits and he always kind of liked Texas. Then Landon handed down all of the gear, all the Texas gear. So Lance just He he pimps his Texas stuff when he's walking to class to class at Pleasant Grove. There's a lot of schools in the mix here. Arkansas, LSU, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, where his family, obviously, is from. You know, his father played at Texas A&M. There's a legacy there. Um, But Lance Jackson, Jeff Banks is going to fight for him at tight end. He's just too good. I went and watched – I actually saw Pleasant Grove and Gilmer play last year, the same Gilmer team that won the state championship. Pleasant Grove beat the Brakes? off of that state champion and it was lance jackson's showing he forced turnovers on defense he had sacks he had two passes batted down he scored a touchdown catch he he, i mean the kid's just a phenomenal athlete and he's a really good kid really good family texas this is one of those kids get him on campus get him signed get him enrolled then figure out the best spot the best where you he, he would fit the best PK, I feel like has the advantage since he's the primary guy. And Gideon's over the East Texas region. So that's another defensive voice in the in the recruiting room. But Jeff Banks isn't going to give up on a kid that looks like this, especially after Emory, you know, Texas wants two tight ends in 2025. They got Emory Winston for one. they one of their other main targets committed to Tennessee on Monday, Jack Van Dorsleer out of South Lake Carroll. So I think that would make Jeff Banks a little more pushy. In Lance Jackson into the offensive room. It's good to get him back on campus. He's been a bunch of times. Right now, Texas, I feel like, is the school to watch for Lance.
0: One thing about Pleasant Grove that I don't think is well-known throughout the state is they run an old-school offense. They run old run the run the dang ball offense. So when you think about a guy who plays tight end, yeah, he's he's catching passes, but he, he's, blocking. He's, he's blocking. And he's blocking a lot. And I think if you pair that with Emery Winston – Man, that'd be a good combination of skill sets. One more 2025 to talk about is McKinney linebacker Riley Pettijohn, six foot three, 200 pounds, ranked as basically a top 50 prospect, top 30 in the on three industry ranking. Um, Attended the same high school as as Xavier Filsimi, and is another player that the Longhorns, you know, when they're looking, this is a player, obviously, that. Uh, Johnny Nansen needs to make a lot of phone calls and establish a quick relationship early. And this weekend will be the first opportunity for him to do that on the 40 acres with Pettijohn John making
1: it to town. You know, we had a live stream the other night and someone said, well, what does Nansen need to do now from a recruiting standpoint? And I think one of us said, well, you better get to know Riley Pettigeon real quick. You know, there are a lot of linebackers you can recruit, but there's not a lot of old school inside linebackers that can still cover. You got guys that are athletic can cover. And then you got those big thick run stuffers that, that, that shoot gaps. Pettijon does both. You got to get them. Those are guys you got to get. Those are like the Peyton Pierce types, Anthony Hill types that can do multiple things. You got to get them. Raleigh Pettijon adds that this guy's got a tremendous frame. They're, they're trying to put a little bit of a pipeline in McKinney because there's some really good athletes coming through that school. Obviously flipping Phil Similate was big. And so, Petty John, meet Coach Nansen. That's the guy you want to get to know really well. I think Texas is in a good spot, but I think they've got this one that has some distance to go. And them meeting, to me, like you brought it up, that that to me is probably the biggest storyline in that recruitment.
0: I looked at the uh, his On3 profile, and before, this hadn't updated I think in some time, but Florida was a team to watch. They had Jay Bateman as one of his recruiters. Well, Jay Bateman, I think, is now at Texas A&M oh, as the coordinator. So – uh, of course, McKinney, north side of the the Metroplex, that's an area OU likes to to go and, and pilfer. So this is going to be this could be a good old fashioned, you know, three way Texas A and M OU battle. Kind of looks like that at this juncture, but there's definitely yeah. a long way to go for a linebacker who's ranked in the top thirty of several rankings. We'll look at some 2026 guys, and one guy you are really high on is Fort Worth North Crowley's John Turn Turntine. Uh, listed at six foot five, two hundred eighty. No rankings yet, but this is a guy who's going to have any ranking and any offer that he wants at
1: the end of the day. This is a guy that if I wrote a story and, I, and and he was and he was labeled a four star, and I wrote four star, my trusty editor would come through and go future five star. That that's how good John Turntine is. Like he might be the best player in the state in twenty twenty six. It's going to be him or Jalen Lot or Javion Osborne, they're going to be in the mix. Get him on campus as much as possible. Build the biggest, deepest relationship you possibly can. We're going to be in Louisville today to go see Michael Fasusi, the top tackle on the big board, out of Louisville for 2025. John Turntine's the next one. He's the 2026 guy you got to get to know. It's two years away, but with big offensive linemen, big tackles like this with great frames, great feet, they're rare. They're so rare. You know, that that goes in that conversation about the top five or six players drafted in the NFL. They want offensive tackles. John Turntine is your prototypical future college All-American. He'll be a five-star. He'll wreck shop. And North Crowley is just like McKinney. They are building something over there. They've got some really good talent, and it starts with him. You know, just kind of piecing through 2026 offers. I know that
0: you know what they these guys are they're only sophomores uh and so the fact that some of them have have risen up to the idea of being able to be offered that that says a lot and looking through the the on three offer list there are one two three four five six seven seven offensive line offers only one two in state and he's one of those two so that tells you a lot about how valued he is already how, how the quality of play provides and Hey, you know, just getting these opportunities to to see these players in person early and often always goes a long way. One more big name, and of course, we got a lot of names over on Inside Texas. You posted some today on Tuesday morning, uh, an updated Junior Day visitors list, and with eleven days to go, there's going to be more and more names coming. Uh, They're they're in your in your experience, they've been decently selective. They they bring a lot of people. But they don't just let the floodgates open like a camp. They they bring in, you know, mostly guys who they know can play at the next level. Not all of them are Texas offer worthy, but they're next level guys for the most part at these events. Uh, but this guy is uh, definitely Texas offer worthy, has a Texas offer, by all accounts, already really likes Texas, and that's Texas High's Tradarian ball 2026 running back, has already built a really strong relationship with uh, Tashard Choice and even though Texas kind of has its eyes on some high-level 2025 targets like Tiger Ryden and uh, Jordan Davison and is going to keep fighting LSU maybe for Harlan Berry. Absolutely. Tredarian Ball is that guy in 2026 to where you can look, identify and be like yep okay I see why this guy's offered and I see why Tashard Choice is, is after him and like I mentioned, and you already know pretty well, he's got a good relationship with Texas, maybe even his
1: strongest. He does. Yeah, no, Texas Texas is the far and away the leader for Trudarian Ball. Look, Texas wants two tailbacks every year. Choice Tashara Choice wants two tailbacks every year. And he's going to have a tough choice in 2026 because he's going to have to choose between JVN Osborne out of Forney, KJ Edwards out of Carthage, who we reported earlier. He, he hit me up. He is going to be on campus he is a priority in Tradarian Ball. You're going to have to pick out of one of those three. That's a pretty good problem to have. And I could name three or four other backs. Like 2026 20, running back in state is just stacked. Tradarian Ball does a little of everything. That's a guy that started at Texas High since he was a freshman. Jerry Stanford over there, up there in Texas, Canada does an amazing job with the Tigers. He he those kids get recruited on a regular basis. He's so good about with the development and putting the ball in those kids' hands. Shadarian Ball is just, it, it's just he he just absorbs it. He's soaked it in and he loves Austin. He's been to Texas multiple times. If he could give a silent commit, I think he probably would. He is a big Texas fan, and they're going to have to fight off some other guys Ole Miss, Arkansas, Texas AM, TCU. Uh, there's there's some national schools coming after Ball as well. And so, but Osborne told me he's a maybe. And so that's big. Ball's coming for sure. And Edwards, like we said, he's going to be there. And so, yeah, it's a year ahead. And, and you mentioned it Harlan Berry. It, you know, that's one that Texas is still going to recruit. Tiger Ridden. He's going to be on campus in two weeks for junior day. Him and him and Tashar Choice have a really good relationship. Inside Texas is going to be in DeSoto later this week to, to go check in on those guys. And so running back recruiting is, is going pretty smoothly. 2025s, they, they've got them identified. They know who they want. And 2026 is, like you said, it might be a year or two ahead, but this is when you start to build that relationship, the foundation of it rather. And getting those guys on campus for junior day is the best start.
0: We're going to have so much more info on these junior days, on all these visitors heading to Austin, not only here on the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel, but on InsideTexas.com. Justin, thank you so much for joining me on another edition of the Recruiting Update. Uh, Make sure you head to Inside Texas, like this video, subscribe to the channel. As always, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Andre the Lawyer. For Justin Wells, I'm Joe Cook. We will see you next time. On Inside Texas Football.